Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz, the host today of Loving That Sports Talk. Unfortunately, James won't be here, but you got me. So I want to introduce our guest. Um, he is a former University of Wyoming basketball player. He played at Wyoming from 2005 to 2009. Um, he actually got a lot of honors while he was there. He's a pretty upstanding guy. His name is Brandon Ewing. Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, it's great. It's, you know, <laughs> it was funny uh, when James... Cause, so tell a little bit about, about how you and James actually met. You, you had not met each other until like a week and a half ago when James went up to Laramie and and you guys happen to be at the same place. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we were actually watching the Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State. I want to say it was it was maybe game one or game two. And uh, we have a mutual friend who actually played football here as well, named Scooby. And uh, Scooby is from the, um, the the California area, so he's just a diehard Warrior fan. He's a and, uh, he was coming in raving about Steph Curry. The whole the whole venue was raving about Steph Curry, and um, I'm the only one that was usually cheering for LeBron James. And uh, my man James walked in; he 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 joined me in cheering for LeBron James. And then uh, after that, uh, I guess you could say we became um, sports best friends. After that, <laughs> mutual admirers at that point. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And he came he came home that that late that night, and he told me about it. And said, "I met this guy. We got to have him on the show." So. We lined you up. We have you on, and I'm so glad he, that he brought you on because, you know, I, I was I was doing some checking on you, and, and absolutely, you know, you you really have a lot of stuff going on with you in your life. So, but before we go there, um, I, I want we were talking before the show. I, I understand that you're actually from Chicago. You know that you yeah, actually originally from the which, south side of Chicago, right right there in the inner, in inner city, and I uh, went to Percy L. Julian High School. Yeah. And while and and actually, I understand that on your your senior year, that not only did you win all get all city honors, all area honors, but you got all state honors as well, which, which is very impressive. Wow! Yes, um, yeah, you you're, you're bringing back some memories now. That's back mm-hmm. in uh, good old 2004, 2005. Um, played against some great players, such as like the Sharon Collins, who who went to, to University of Kansas. Uh, Derek Rose, who's playing for the Chicago Bulls right now, uh, like you know, all the top guards. Uh, I pretty much played against them, whether it was uh, in my, with my high school basketball team or traveling in different basketball camps where I played against the, the Kyrie Irvins of the world, J.R. Smith, uh, LeBron James. So uh, playing in that Chicago land area, playing on some of the top AAU traveling programs, uh, I had an opportunity to play against some of the top players in front of the best coaches, and, you know, that kind of directed me to the University of Wyoming. So, so let's move forward. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I see that you were actually, because of your play, plus academically you, you weren't any slouch either. You were in the top 10% of your graduating class. Um, <laughs> so with all that, you, you were recruited by Akron, Ball State, DePaul, Illinois, Iowa State, Louisville, Marquette, and UNLV. How did you end up at Wyoming? <laughs> uh, to, to kind of run down the list, uh, starting with UNLV, uh, I definitely wanted to go there because you know, I was a running Rebels fan. 
mm-hmm. uh, with Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, uh, Coach Parkanen, that great team, of course. But my mom, she put a halt to Las Vegas. She said, no way I'm sending my 18-year-old son to Las Vegas. So that kind of, <laughs> uh, that kind of scratched them off the list. Uh, but, I, you know, I took several visits to, like, Marquette uh, with Tom, when Tom Crean was there. Um, Ball State, DePaul, of course, and uh, obviously uh, uh, several other schools. But what kind of attracted me to the University of Wyoming, uh, during my home visit, I had a basketball game about two hours away from my home that went to triple overtime. And uh, I was kind of stressing out because I knew the coach was there. I knew he was waiting outside and things of that nature. And when I finally showed up two hours late to my home visit, he was still sitting there. He had two championship rings on, and he just pretty much simply just asked me, uh, do I want to be a part of a winning program? Because at that time they just came off back-to-back Mountain West championships, and he said the ball is in my hands. And that was pretty much all he had to say for me, and uh, the ball was in my hands for four years. Pretty much, yeah, because you, cause you were a point guard, so of course you, you led, that, led that squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. So, you know, it sounds like your, your, your family really guided you, you know, in, in the right direction. Um, so, who, so who were some other people that influenced you in life and basketball? Uh, in the life of basketball, I'll say one of my big mentors, he's still my mentor today, I would say is Sonny Parker. He's the father of Jabari Parker, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Uh, he was actually my first coach ever. Uh, I went to him maybe in second, third grade, and he pretty much taught me the game of basketball, uh, taught me the ins and outs, taught me the business aspect of basketball. He put me out there in third grade. I was playing against guys at that time who maybe were freshmen in high school. So they, they beat me up. Uh, he had to take me home. Of course, I'd be mad. I couldn't score on these guys. They were a lot bigger than I was. But he always told me uh, to keep the big picture in mind. He's preparing me for the next level, which at that time maybe been, would have been junior high. And then junior high, I'm playing against college kids because he's preparing me for high school. So he, he, he was one of my main mentors. Uh, I would say Lauren Jackson, who was my high school basketball coach. Uh, at Perseo Julian, he's down in Florida, I believe now, running run the program down there. And uh, and also Donye Jones, who is my 7th and 8th grade coaches. So all of my coaches, they, they played a huge role in getting me to the college level, the pro level, and turning me into the man I am now. And uh, Sonny Parker, uh, I, I could rave all day about Sonny Parker and the Sonny Parker Youth Foundation. It all started at the James Jordan Center. Uh, the place that Michael Jordan opened up for the kids in the inner city, uh, the less privileged who want to get away and want to do something positive with their lives. So Michael Jordan, the James Jordan Center, and Sonny Parker, man, they were, they were tremendous. Are, are you still in contact with him? Yes, I'm still in contact with Sonny Parker. Thankful for, for social media. Social media kind of keeps everyone in, uh, in good contact. If you don't have each other's number, you can always send a quick message, you know, checking up on each other. Nice, nice. Okay, so let's move on ahead at Wyoming. So you played for head coach Steve McClain. That's, that's who recruited you. Yes. Um, and after, I, I believe, your, your sophomore year, he left, and he Schroyer came on. Yes. So how was it transiting, or, I'm sorry, transiting from McClain to Schroyer's system? Yeah, it, it was definitely tough. It was definitely tough because you, you're talking about in a three-month span, you're, you're trying to learn an entirely different offense, entirely different defense, trying to build a relationship. He might bring in some of his guys who he maybe wanted to recruit, 
So now you have to build that trust, that relationship with new players, new coaching staff. Like the entire the entire concept is, is way different, especially on a 19-year-old kid or a group of 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. That's, that's tough. Uh, but, I mean, you, you have one common goal. The, the common goal that you could kind of lean on is that your common goal is you want to win games. Uh, whether you win or lose, and you know at the end of the day, the guy to your left, the guy to your right, we both want to win. We're not out here trying to lose. So you can kind of lean on that to try to build that relationship, try to build that trust, and try to do what was right and what's best for the program and for the guy on your right and for the guy on your left. Uh, you want to see what you want to see great things happen for that person, uh, positive things happen for that person. So you you try to lean on that common uh, denominator to try to build a relationship. Right, right. Yeah, that, that those, those relationships really take you further in life too. So it's it's always an important thing to do. <clears throat> oh, one hundred percent. Relationships is, is is what life is pretty much about. Uh, keeping those relationships, uh, keeping those friendships, and that, that's pretty much what life is about uh, for me. So, so while you were at Wyoming when you played, were there any a couple um, of, of instances, couple games that really stick out in your in your mind? That really stick out in my mind. Uh, that's that's a good that's a good question. Uh, I would say it's little things. Now that I'm not playing anymore, I kind of fall back on just the little things, the locker room sessions right before you run out on the court. I miss those moments with my teammates. Uh-huh. Uh, running down a tunnel or you playing a, a role game, everyone's going you. It's, it's you against the entire world. Uh, you pretty much you cherish those moments where you can get out of there with a win. The crowd is quiet, and you know you just accomplished something great with you and your group of friends. Uh, at, at that time, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, we're traveling across the world. We're trying to get one thing, and that's a W. And uh, th- those are the little moments that I cherish, um, those little things. Nice. So, uh, so after you finished at Wyoming, I understand that you played overseas in both Israel and Cyprus, Greece. You know, yes. how, how is it that you, you went from Wyoming to there to play? Um, well, I... I Right, be- right before I went overseas, I went over to California. I worked out with Phil Handy. He's also one of my uh, great mentors at that time. He's a, an assistant for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I worked out for the, the Sacramento Kings, and I worked out for the, the then New Jersey Nets. So uh, over time, I talked. I had conversations with Phil Handy, and he was telling me about overseas. I never met anyone that played ball overseas before. It was always just the NBA. That was it. Right. Uh, so when I started talking with Phil Handy, when I started getting into that professional realm of basketball, I started to meet more guys that played pro ball overseas. And they were just telling me about different countries that they love. Uh, so when I went to Tel Aviv, Israel, first year, uh, it, it was definitely a shock. And sure. I mean, I've been away from home, of course, playing ba- basketball, but I've never been a time difference away. You know, when it's 12 noon over here, it's 9 p.m. there. Like, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, you, you just playing at a high level. I feel like I was just in a blessed situation. Like I'm getting paid to play basketball like that. that you know, it was, it was a dream come true for me, whether it was the NBA or whether it was overseas, being paid to play basketball or being paid to do anything that you love. I feel like that was a blessing in itself. And, uh, they treat you like you're all there, LeBron James over there. You are right. there, Steph Curry over there. And, uh, it, it was just overwhelming. The love was overwhelming. Which 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 place did you prefer? Prefer, I would say, basketball wise, 
strictly yeah. on the court. It was Tel Aviv, Israel. The talent was unbelievable over there. You have NBA talent playing over there. And I would say off the court love, as far as like, they treated me like I was their LeBron James, I would say Cypress Greece. That's the place where I uh, scored the 51 points and received the guard of the year. It, it was pretty impressive over there. Nice, nice. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your nonprofit and let people know what they can do to help out. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. And James won't be here today, but you got me. So we have, as our guest today, we have former University of Wyoming basketball player, Brandon Ewing. Brandon, you still with us? Perfect. So, Brandon, what, the one thing that stood out about me is how you, you know, lo- love to give back, you know, in, in different ways, with your time, with, with, with a foundation. So, um, and, and I found out from you that you actually have a nonprofit called Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy. Tell us about that. I started the Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy. It was a couple of years ago. I was still playing professional basketball, and I received a Facebook message about a good friend uh, named Winston Johnson. He played football here at the university that he was battling uh, with cancer. So I decided just to host an, an event, uh, try to host an event, just to bring some awareness for, um, for him. This, I will say this back in 2013. I had some alumni come out. Uh, I had a bowling event for some of the kids to actually meet some of the former uh, athletes, whether it's football, basketball, volleyball, soccer. We all had a great time, and we, re- we raised some money for him, and we-, we donated to his cause. So over time, I had some friends come over to me and say, I should start my own nonprofit organization. And I labeled it Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy, since I'm located here in Laramie, Wyoming. And we all were former athletes that played for the Cowboys. 
So with that, I hosted several basketball camps in different towns uh, over, over the summers, and that money went to different students applying to go to the University of Wyoming, qualifying seniors, where I would help pay for their books for the first semester. And that money was raised through donations or money that I had from playing professional basketball, different camps that I host. And we are in that transition to also having free football camps where they have a huge week or weekend called Jubilee Days. And Derek Martin, who also played football here, he played in NFL, we hosted a free football camp for all of the kids in the community to give them something to do. And those that wanted to donate, they more than welcome to they more than welcome to donate, and that money went towards uh, scholarships where we paid for some of the books for incoming freshmen going to the University of Wyoming. Okay, and and so you've been doing this how many years? I've been doing it for two years now, and this year will be the fifth scholarship that we will give. I, I plan on announcing that within like the next two to three weeks. Uh, we're going we're going to plan a scholarship. It's going to be our fifth scholarship that we, we give out. Perfect. Sounds great. So, okay, tell me this. Um, what, what, what is it you look at when, for, for a child to, to even qualify for it? What, what is it that they, that they need to have? This is things that they submit. Uh, obviously, they're transcripts. We look at the GPA. Uh, we look at, you know, the different grades, the different classes, the different majors that they're thinking about maybe taking. They don't have to have a particular major right away. Because I know how I was at 18, 17, 18 years old. There's so much in the world, so much out there. You could think you want something, and then over time, you may change. Uh, uh, we are definitely open to that. But the main thing that I really look at is the essay, the, the, the two-page essay that they write. They tell me about the, the different things that they have helped out within their school or in their community, what they plan to do to help their community in the future, uh, how they plan to be a positive asset to the world, pretty much, and also... If they just need some help, if they come from a family that needs some help, they can't get certain scholarships or they can't afford certain things that, that come with going to a university, I just try to give them a helping hand because I know that child, that 17, that 18-year-old, they're trying to help change their current situation, their current household. They might be a first generation that's going to a university. So we just want to give them some encouragement because we are blessed to be in a situation where we're able to do that. Right. Yeah, just give somebody a leg up. That's all it's about. Exactly. So, all right, so Brandon, we have a lot of listeners out there, and there's some that would love to try to help. Mm-hmm. What, what, what can they do to help you? Well, my email, my email is my first initial B, my last name, Ewing, E-W-I-N-G, with the numbers 2323 at gmail.com. Right now we're also rebooting the the website, the website will be onceacowboy.org, where you can also give donations or you can give emails and things of that nature. So the people are more than welcome to contact me. Uh, if they're in Colorado or they're in Wyoming, I'm more than happy to come host a basketball camp or a football clinic or things of that nature to give the kids something to do in the summertime. And then also that can transition to giving our scholarships as well. Yeah, it always goes hand in hand. So... Again, tell tell people how they can re- reach out to you again. My, I think it reached me at my email, which is my first initial, B, last name, E-W-I-N-G, with the numbers 2323 at gmail.com. And then I will want to say by the end of this week, the website will be back up at onceacowboy.org. Great. 
So the, the, the event that you hosted for the former Wyoming Cowboy football player, the Weston Johnson, how did, how did yes. that turn out? So I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. The, the event that you hosted back, you said, in 2013 for the former uh, mm-hmm. Wyoming Cowboy football player, Weston Johnson, how did that event turn out? Yeah, it was great. Um, so I was actually planning it while we were in the playoffs over overseas. <laughs> so I was just going to do just a, just a reunion pretty much. Yeah. It, was, it was already in the works. We were just going to come back to Laramie. I haven't been in Laramie since 2009 at that time. And I was just planning just a reunion, just to see how everyone was doing, just to have a good time. And then as we were planning it, that's when I received word that it was Weston Johnson was battling cancer. So I pretty much just changed the entire structure of the event. The event was already planned, but I just said, you know what? How about we contact the different venues, like let's say, for example, the bowling alley. Let's host the bowling event, and the, the proceeds that come from the bowling event, let's give, let's let's do a deal with the bowling alley where a percentage goes towards Western Johnson. And you know, the the community, the town, the people that joined, they were very receptive to that. I want to say we had maybe 50 to 100 alumni just come out, drive. Wow. Some, some actually flew from New York and Florida. It, it was great. It was, it was terrific. The outpouring, yeah, it's amazing. You, you, you put the call out and people, people come. So that, that's really good. So, you know, you, the, the next time you have one, you've got to make sure that uh, you let James know about it. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> All right. So before we take a next break, I want to kind of move forward to the NPA. Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about uh, the last game for the, okay. uh, the NBA Finals. So, as you know, in the fifth game, everyone was pretty much thinking that Golden State would probably win. They were, they're, they're, they were three and one, one more right. game, and they've won. But <laughs> they didn't. So, so what, do you, what do you attribute to the loss being? Um, it's, 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 a, it's a couple things that I would say that kind of contributed to that loss. One was the loss of Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the emotional leader. He's the, uh, the heart and soul of the Golden State Warriors. As great as Steph Curry is, as great as Klay Thompson, as great as the entire team is, I think they were just missing that one piece in what we like to call in the locker room the dog of the team. Uh-huh. The, the, the one that accepts all challenges. He's right. that guy for them. Uh, so I think that kind of that, that took some of their, um, their heart away and some of the tough moments within the game. Right. Uh, but again, I mean, you have, <laughs> you have a guy named LeBron James on the other side. You know, uh, some people don't like him. Some people love him. But you can't take away the talent that LeBron James is. You can't really count him out that he's going to go down without swinging. You have another little guy he's up and coming. is Kyrie Irving. As great as he is, I don't see him just going down without a swing. So it's tough to count those guys out, and especially with going back to Cleveland. It's a great chance this series might go to seven games. Right. And besides the Golden State Warriors fans, I think everyone would like to see a game seven on Sunday on Father's Day. I mean, you can't. Now, that's a great day right there. <laughs> you can't beat that. You can't beat that. So my, I guess my, my follow-up question to that regarding Draymond Green, do you think the game would have been, you know, that, that there would have been a different outcome if he had played? 
Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough because LeBron went for forty-one and Kyrie went for forty-one, so it's tough to say if Golden State will have one. Cause I think those two are just hitting on all cylinders. Totally. Um, but I can say I think LeBron's going forty-one. It would have been a lot tougher if Draymond Green was there because that's an extra defender. That's an extra six foul. It's, it's just it's just a little it's just a little different. Yeah, I was I was watching one of the sports shows and they were talking about um, the defense, you know, for for mm-hmm. the Warriors and how that if Draymond Green was in there, he would have, you know, he he knows kind of where where to play and where to move to, you know, whereas some of these other guys just weren't weren't doing it, and and that that's partly why they were able just to make the shots. Exactly, exactly. So then it didn't it didn't help that Andre Bogut went out. So if look, some some possessions, Andre Iguodala, for example, played great defense on LeBron. But if mm-hmm. LeBron gets that angle to go around him, it wasn't a Draymond Green or Andre Bogut to help out Iguodala. So some of those layups were uncontested layups for LeBron, which got him rolling. Right, right. Uh, so it, 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 those those little those little layups that Kyrie Irving uh, was making, Draymond Green, Andre Bogut, they weren't back there. So it's like a little easier shot. So uh, all of that kind of plays a part. And uh, even on the offensive end, I think Steph Curry had to bring the ball up a lot more than he normally does. Sometimes Draymond Green brings the ball up and allows Steph Curry to play his off the ball for mm-hmm. easier shots and less pressure. And, you know, it was just a domino effect. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd read that uh, the Warriors had missed 11 three-point shots in the fourth wow. quarter. Eleven. That's wow. That's unheard of for them. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a lot that they missed. So I I think that's you know part of it. Yeah, was was Draymond Green and and missing his defense, but but their offense just was not complete. Right. You know, and and part of part of me thinks, okay, did they do this on purpose? <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because maybe they wanted to make it go another game. Go I don't, another I don't know. game, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. They they don't want the season to end, so maybe they just dogged it out there. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, who who knows? I also think Steph Curry's a little injured as well. Right. So he doesn't really have the same amount of lift that he normally has. He's not as quick and shifty. And it's tough to play that MVP offense when you got to have to guard Kyrie Irving sometimes. That's 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 tough to ask from someone. He's he 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 was phenomenal. He he really he was fun to watch on on, oh, on yeah. that game. So he's he's pretty much a beast mode, of course. And then you have him with LeBron, you know, bigger beast. It's it's crazy, right? So, let's That's tell you what. We're gonna take a break. Right when we there. come back. We're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, the the upcoming series, and then we'll talk more on other things. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and James, unfortunately, is not with us, but you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm always going to be. Standing up for him. So, anyway, we have as our guest, we have Brandon Ewing. He's a former University of Wyoming basketball player. And, Brandon, are you still still with me? Still hanging with me? Perfect. Before we go further, I, I again want to reach out to all listeners, and I want you to tell them, you know, regarding your, your once a cowboy, always a cowboy. So to give a, a little brief, you know, idea on, on your nonprofit and what, how people can reach out and help. Well, Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy organization has been going on for two and a half years now, where we hold several football, basketball camps throughout the state of Wyoming. Uh, through the proceeds, we give out scholarships to where we help qualifying seniors going to the University of Wyoming. We help pay for their books for the first semester of school. Uh, we stay in contact with them to make sure school is going great. And um, actually right now, I just received an email right now, our last scholarship recipient is running for ASUW president, uh, which is definitely great. So you can reach me at my email at dewing, which is B-E-W-I-N-G, 2323 at gmail.com. Perfect. So if any of you out there are interested and, and want to help out, please reach out to him. That would be, that would be really great for future students. You know, they, and they need it. So before we took the last break, we were talking a little bit about the NBA Finals. I have one more follow-up question, you know, to, to this, and then we're going to move on to talking about other NBA stuff. So uh, Andrew Bogut, you know, we talked about him being out for the rest of the, of, of the series. Mm-hmm. Is that going to affect them, the Warriors? I, I, my, my first thought is yes. It's because if you look at their warm-up shirts, they're, they really pride themselves on strength in numbers. Um, and strength in numbers is pretty much just extra bodies you can put on the court. So, therefore, I think losing Andre Bogut, it, it might not affect them scoring-wise. Uh, like, Steph is still able to score his 20-plus, Clay 20-plus, and whoever else. But I think just having extra bodies, 
spare an extra minute. I think losing anyone that plays on our, on the Golden State Warriors will help will hurt them, especially tomorrow in Cleveland. Right. Yeah, you're right. They 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 do they they, they trade their players in and out quite frequently, and and, and yes. you know unfortunately, I mean, well, or fortunately for for Warriors, um, Steph Curry, you know, he only goes out for a little bit at a time, but uh, a lot of the other ones, they they're in and out, in and out, in and out. So sometimes that that's hard on the defenders, you know, knowing how right. to you know what 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 what. <laughs> Which which kind of offense they're going to be bringing them, you know, and right. how they're going to defend against it. So, oh yeah, and I think the way that he sets his picks as well, it helps frees up Steph and Clay sometimes. Yes. So you know, it 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 just be a little different. I'm pretty sure they can adapt. You I mean that's why they get paid the big bucks. But I, I think I think it's going to hurt them on certain possessions in the game. Yeah. Well, Kerr, Steve Kerr is a pretty smart. You know, he was a very smart player for Arizona. You know, of course, mm-hmm. played under Lute Olson, and now oh, yeah. you know, as as a head coach himself, you know he's 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 a very very smart, articulate man, and you know, and, and he doesn't let let the emotion get to him. So his players are stay pretty cool too. Right, right. It, it's definitely it's definitely great to play for someone who's not only done it, but he actually is a winner himself. Yes, yes. Uh, he has rings, and also he's he's played with who we call. The best of the best, um, Michael Jordan. Yeah, Chicago. So, yes. oh yeah. So just just those two, just those two elements right there. Playing for uh, the great Lou Olson, playing with Michael Jordan, winning rings. That right there earns respect for players to just listen to him. And then mm-hmm. after that, players got to make plays. Yeah, they got to step up. Step up. So, okay. So we were, you were just kind of mentioned about Chicago. Um, there's rumors that the Bulls are looking to trade Jimmy Butler. Is this a smart uh-huh. move? I, I, I think I think it makes sense because Tom Thibodeau once coached the Bulls. He was there when they drafted Jimmy Butler. I think he helped mold Jimmy Butler to who Jimmy Butler is now as a professional. So it definitely makes sense that they will want Jimmy Butler there with him in the Timberwolves. Um, I think the Bulls. I think that makes the Bulls in a tough spot because maybe they want. Maybe they wanted to keep Jimmy Butler because there's no telling about Derrick Rose's health and is he going to be as explosive or more explosive. There's there's no telling. So giving up Jimmy Butler is pretty much letting Derrick Rose know is your ship again. So right. that that puts the Bulls in a tough spot. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> and and we know with with. You know, with the Bulls, they they just sometimes some days they have it, some days they don't, <laughs> and it's very frustrating at times watching them. So, oh yeah, so I definitely think they need to make some positive moves because uh, I think I want to say Powell is all the free agent. Joe Kim Noah might be a free agent next year after this season. Derrick Rose is a free agent, so the Bulls need to make some positive strides this summer. They need to make a commitment to what are they going to do. Are they trying to be a playoff team now, or are they trying to get ready to start rebuilding? Right. So if they're trying to get start rebuilding, uh, why not trade Jimmy Butler for some draft picks, uh, maybe get some people in the draft, get some trade, some young guys, to prepare for the possibility of Joe Kim Noah might be gone, Paul Gasol might be gone, and Derrick Rose might be gone. 
So they might need to start preparing this year for that. Right. Well, so speaking about rebuilding, the Lakers are moving on without Kobe Bryant. Right. So do you think they should focus on trading, a, trading for a big-name player to build a team around or take their number two draft pick and, build, and keep building? Well, I mean, that's, that's a great question because you don't know who's going to be the number two pick as far as is it going to be Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram or they're right. going to surprise everyone and get maybe Buddy Hill. Like, you, you have, we don't know. So I think you keep the young pieces that you have right now unless a big name obviously presents themselves like a Kevin Durant wants to show up. And, of course, you do what you have to do. But you keep a Julius Randle. Um, you, you keep the young guys, keep that core, and maybe Kevin Durant has a one-year, two-year deal with OKC, and he considers L.A. next year, or Russell Westbrook considers coming over there to, to L.A., little things like that. So it, it, they're in a tough spot, too. I don't think I'll make any rash decisions because they're definitely in a rebuilding stage. Um, but if Kevin Durant presents himself, I mean, you throw the kitchen sink at him. Right, right. You know, but, but before we go forward, I, I wanted to jump back a little bit about uh, what happened with the with with, with uh, Draymond Green. So, mm-hmm. and I want your opinion on the NBA's cumulative point system. You know, in right. regards to flagrant fouls. You know, so the Warriors, you know, were doomed to this because you know Monday night. My mm-hmm. issue is that the players' behavior against previous opponents can benefit an entirely new opponent. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, man. As far as Draymond Green, him per se, I think Draymond Green has the old school mentality. He's going to rough you up, and he doesn't mind being roughed up. So I think that part of the game brings the best out of him. But with that mindset comes the new rules as far as flagrant fouls. Everything's getting reviewed. They want us see a person's intentions if you were actually going for the ball. The, the way that I feel, if you slow down any foul, if you slow it down on a replay, all fouls look intentional if you slow it down slow enough. True. So I just think Draymond Green's mentality, the way that he has to play so hard because he's undersized playing a four, uh, he's six six guarding guys like LeBron James, he's guarding the Carmelo Anthony's of the world. If he doesn't play physical, those guys would score 50 on him. Um, but I think he's a victim of the new age, the new era, to where everything is getting reviewed, and he's just falling victim to that. Right. So do you think that this cumulative point system, do you, I mean, I know we have to deal, deal with it, but uh-huh. do you think it's something that, that that's, that's beneficial for the league, or is it something that's just going to hurt it in the long run? I mean, I think I think it's beneficial because you you still have to protect the players because if someone has two flagger fouls in round two, and then in round three it starts over, but then he's doing another two two flagger fouls in round three. I think you have to protect the league and you have to protect the teams because. If it starts over every single round or every single game, who goes to say that player is not going to take advantage of that as well? Okay. So, you know, I guess they try to protect the league. They try to protect the players. 
try to protect the image of the league. So if a person has three, four, five flagrant fouls, a number of technical fouls, they feel like it's time to suspend him. Or if he's just gonna, if it's not going to carry over, then he just keep doing it, and he would never get penalized. Okay, so you kind of, you kind of broached this topic a little bit, and I just want to ask the question. You know, since uh-huh. since, since, since your playing days, do you think yep. that the NBA players are as tough as you remember, or are they soft? I think the rule makes the game soft, which makes players soft because they adjust to the rules. Without, like, if there's no hand checking, if you can't hand check anyone. You can't. You playing with the best of the best. You playing against guys like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> if you can't touch Russell Westbrook, he's going to score forty on you. If he's you can't around touch you, yeah. Kevin Durant, he's going to score forty. So once they know the rule that you can't get touched, I think that makes players soft because they not they don't want to be touched anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I think it's kind of impossible to guard a player like a LeBron James and not be able to touch him. I mean, come on, that's crazy. He's he's big and strong, and he's gonna plow you over. Right? Come on, I mean, come on. You're in a lose lose situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So, so you mentioned Durant. Well, what, what do you think about that new position that the team is offering him? I think it's is it. Um, VP or there's there's some 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 new position that they're offering him within the 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 the, the staff. Oh, I haven't read that one, but I'm definitely gonna do my research on it. But if the if the, the organization is offering Kevin Durant something like that, I think with that type of talent, what he's done for OKC, where he's brought them, I think he throw the kitchen sink at Kevin Durant. <laughs> I think, I think he has to. I think he's earned it. Yeah, he has. He's very much so. Uh, yeah, I think he's earned it. And I, I think um, we, we, we've always seen guys at the end of their career get appreciated. Like, let's use Dwayne Wade, for example. Right. We all expect Miami Heat to appreciate what he's done for the Miami Heat organization. He's towards the end of his career. I want to say he's 34, 35. So we expect them to take care of him on his way out, same way as the Lakers did for Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anything wrong with appreciating a guy that's 27. He's been with you since he was 18, 19 years old, took you to the finals, Western Conference finals. I don't see anything wrong with appreciating him now rather than later. I like that. that that's definitely a good, a good, good thing to say. So tell you what, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, I got some more questions to ask you. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and I am sitting in for James Loving today. And we have as our guest... We, we have Brandon Ewing. He's former University of Wyoming basketball player and entrepreneur, and he just he does it all. So, Brandon, are you going to be with me for the last last leg of this, this trip? Yes, ma'am. I'm still here. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So we've been talking quite a bit about the NBA and what's going on, and, um, and, and I just want one more chance for the listeners to know about your nonprofit, Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy. So just, yeah. just well, once again, tell everyone how they can help you. You can help me out by getting in contact with, contact with me at my email, beewing2323 at gmail.com. That's B-E-W-I-N-G, the number is 2323 at gmail.com. The website will be up by the end of this week at onceacowboy.org. If you're in the Wyoming area or the Colorado area, uh, get in contact with me. I'll be more than happy to host a camp or help a camp out, whether it's basketball or football. And the, the proceeds in which I will make off of the camp will go strictly to the Brandon Ewing Scholarship to qualify as seniors going to the University of Wyoming. Nice. So hopefully people will step up and, and help you out because, you know, again, it's going to a great cause and uh, – you, you're, you're, you're all about it, so my hat's off to you. Thank you. So we're going to, you know, I have a few more questions to ask you about the NBA and just a few about the draft, so all right. Nate Robinson, you know, we all know who he was. He's a former <laughs> NBA player. He had a tryout Monday with the Seattle Seahawks. His position is cornerback. Now, when he was in college, he actually was recruited to play uh, at the University of Washington as, as a football player, but he switched, right. to, switched to basketball. So he played 11 seasons in the NBA. How hard do you think it's going to be for him to, you know, to actually make the roster at this point in his life? <laughs> um, I want to say it's 53 guys on a team, maybe mm-hmm. more, maybe less. I think he has a legit chance because he's from Seattle, so that, that helps him, and he's Nate Robinson, so that helps him. He's athletic, from what I remember. He's, he's athletic. He's strong. Uh, he has that competitive nature within him. So I think he has that working for him. Now the main question is, 
it's been years since he has given a hit and has taken a hit at that type of level. So the question is, can he give it and can he take it? Right. Uh, so that, that that's what it boils down to. But as far as like his competitive nature, his athleticism, his will to win, I, I would never question that about Nate Robinson. Um, but you know, I just kind of question: uh, Can he come up and tackle an Adrian Peterson? That's on another level. That would hurt. That would hurt a little bit. Yeah, right? you know. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. That's that, that, that's the question that has to be asked to him. Right. It, not only can he can he do it, but can he mentally handle it afterwards? Exactly. Exactly. Because the football game is. is it's totally different in basketball. Right, right. So the Milwaukee Bucks, they find they, they've it, it, it's been told that they finalized a three-year, eighteen million dollar extension with head coach Jason Kidd. Okay. So as head coach, Kidd is seventy-four and ninety. His record is seventy-four and ninety in his first two hmm. seasons. Do you think that it was a smart move to extend Kidd rather than focusing on improving the struggling team? That's a good question. Um, the Bucks are pretty young. Uh, part of that, those ninety losses, your 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 second your second pick in the draft, Jabari Parker. I don't know the exact number, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he missed twenty to forty games with a, with a, with a messed up knee. So some of those are losses. They're a pretty young team. And maybe he has such a rapport with that team that they felt that that granted the raise. But I do believe they need to keep everyone healthy. They need to keep that team together. And maybe they're missing a veteran, experienced player that could come in and get them over that hump where they could win some games again to the playoffs. So I, I think they took into account how young they are, um, injuries, and how they were close to making the playoffs, so they felt like Jason Kidd warranted a raise based off the improvement they made, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Right. Now, maybe maybe they're offering Jason this money so he'll come back and, as a veteran, come back and actually play. Ain't right. I, that, that could probably be the point guard out there. <laughs> he, was, he was good. He was good when he played. So, you never know. So, uh, we have the upcoming draft coming up, NBA draft. Yep. 76ers have the first pick. Who do you think okay. they're going to choose? 76ers. I think um, if I'm the 76ers, unless you just feel Brandon Ingram or Ben Simmons just want to be in Philly, I'm not wasting my number one pick on someone who do not want to come to Philly. Like Philly, they have been... I want to say, like, the laughing stock to the other players. They feel like once they're in Philly, they're going to win this game. Or if Philly is coming to them, they're going to win this game. So I think Philly needs to change their whole mindset. They need to change the whole mentality of the organization as far as the players are concerned. Maybe bring in some players that want to be there, that want to win some games, want to change around the organization. And uh, maybe you can trade the number one pick and maybe pick up two or three guys in trades or free agents that maybe want to be in Philly, change their identity and win some games rather than draft a guy who really is going to demand a trade in three years. Right. So, okay, let's talk about the top five players in the draft. 
You know, Ben Simmons okay. is, is number one from LSU. Brandon yep, Ingram is number two from Duke. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is three from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then we have Chris Dunn from Providence and Dragon Bender. He's actually from Croatia. Okay. Is he a big so, guy? Um, he, he's a power forward. Power forward, okay. Yeah, so he's, he's probably a pretty good guy, pretty, pretty good-sized guy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, the top five guys, uh, let's start with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I like Ben Simmons a lot. I think he's naturally gifted. Um, it, it, it's very rare that people are just as gifted as he is as far as they can score, they're athletic, they can pass the ball, add that with size at 6'10". That's, that's rare. You're looking at guys like LeBron James, Scottie Pippen, Lamar Odom in his younger days. I mean, that's the caliber of just natural, raw talent that I see in Ben Simmons. But I also think he needs to be in the right system with the right coaching to allow him to grow. Maybe L.A. is that, I'm assuming. Um, Brandon Ingram, he's coming from uh, the the basketball fraternity in Duke. So I I believe he's well-coached. I believe he understands the game because Coach K doesn't just sign anyone, so he's definitely smart. He understands the game, so I think he will help any team out. Uh, I think he has some Kevin Durant in him. Not mm-hmm. saying he's going to turn into Kevin Durant, but I think he has that type of skill set. Um, Murray from Kentucky, again, that's another basketball fraternity. Uh, Coach <laughs> Coach Cal, he doesn't recruit anyone if he doesn't think you can go to the next level. So I think for Coach Cal to even recruit him, he had to see something in him from from the from from the start. Right. And the the, num- the number four guy, who's number four? Uh, Chris Dunn from Providence. Chris Dunn from Providence, six four, six five point guard, mm-hmm. long long arms, athletic. I like Chris Dunn. Word on the street is that if Jimmy Butler goes to Timberwolves, they want the Timberwolves pick because they want Chris Dunn on the roster in Chicago. That's what I read last night. Right. But uh, I like Chris Dunn a lot. Uh, I think he has a pro game. I think he's just as, as athletic. And he reminds me of a John Wall, just real fast. He can change directions, and he's a long point guard. That's what makes John Wall kind of tough to guard. And the big fella from Croatia. From Croatia, yeah. Uh, I, haven't re- I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen him play, but based off his description from from overseas, I'm guaranteeing that he plays a little physical. I'm mm-hmm. assuming he plays a little physical. So, therefore, I'm looking at, uh, depending on his size, I'm looking at a Steven Adams that plays for, for OKC. Someone's looking for a Steven Adams that can do all the dirty work for you, set hard picks, <laughs> rebound, finish around the rim. And um, so, yeah, I, I love Steven Adams' game, what he brings to the OKC Thunder. So maybe the Croatian, he probably plays similar to Steven Adams. Nice. Well, Brandon, it's been great having you on. We're going to unfortunately have to cut the show off at this point, but it's been great having you on, and I guarantee because of the connection that James and you have together, coming from Chicago, having the Wyoming connection, he's going to want to have you on again. And he's going he's gonna to actually have to be on so you guys can sit there and talk all day about <laughs> Chicago Link and everything. So it's oh, been great talking sure, to you. For sure, for sure. I, I want to say thank you for having me. It was definitely a pleasure talking to you, talking sports with you. You're definitely knowledgeable about sports. So, uh, so again, thank you for having me. Perfect. Great. 
Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You take care. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.